the days are gone up went the screamer and fall down the mark of the year well the crowd broke into an uproar and others just stood there in shock but the field umpeed just blew his whistle so the goal up went back for his shot now the fans all began to enjoy it the sight and when the ball sailed through and out of the ground the crowd went berserk with delight and there was never a sight so surprising absurd and outrageous as well as the day the goal up went the screamer and flew like a startled gazelle then he went for a lap of the up to get on with the game and every goal that sailed through and he all over again And there was never a sight so surprising, so absurd yet so debonair. As the day the goal up went the screamer and pulled down the mark of the year. Expensive sunk, I look pretty cute. When I ride into town, you see the libs retreating. I'm a hot smoking gun. I'm Paul Keaton. My wit is hard, my tongue's in my cheek. At fiscal policy, I'm a dead set freak. I'll say it once and I won't be repeating. I'm a hard rockin' dude. I'm Paul Keaton. Well, I work in Parliament, nine to five. Politically speaking, I'm about to arrive. I'm pretty talented at a lot of things. Um... Well, they say my image is polished and chic. I'm so far out, I collect antiques. Excuse me, folks, I got another meeting. I'm a hard rockin' dude. I'm Paul Keaton. Well, my handiest weapon is my tongue. Some folks wish I hadn't been born with one. After the election, you'll all be greeting. Me as PM. I'm Paul Keaton. So with a guitar line now, I'm not sure from that song whether you're, you're a big fan of Paul or whether you've just got a healthy respect for him. Uh, on the fence there, no comment. <laughs> Somewhere okay. in between. Now, the, the tune you heard before was a, a preview cut from the forthcoming new Could Have Been Champions album, which should be available within the month, I would say, the day the goal up went the screamer. Yeah, two or three weeks, Jeff. Yep. But as promised, we have opened the lines no. this week. Tony, are you ready to take a couple of calls? Well, a bit rusty at this, uh, Jeff, so uh, well, why we'll, not? We'll go right ahead. Uh, go ahead, please. You're talking to Tony. Hello. Hello. Oh. Tony. Yes. Supposed liberal. Roger Shipton. Yes, another deposed Liberal. Ken Aldred, Tony. Yes, Ken Aldred. They all lost pre-selection uh, this weekend. Ian, Roger and Kenny, I know them as. Oh, really? Tony, <laughs> mm. why 
why why don't they all come around to my place along with you after the show and we'll have a big benefit spa party charge five dollars entry for these poor men what do you think what to the to the public yeah oh for goodness sake woman tony it's helen Nasur of the stars i can see a whole product range <laughs> roger shipton baby oil and so it goes on. Oh, look, Helen, you, you really... Uh, Tony Leonard body stocking. Oh, look, now... Pink in colour, Tony. Now, look, I think, um, I think you should really put this, because there's a couple of letters about you. Can you just please put it to rest once and for all? You've never met me, you just like ringing up on the program, and I've never been to your house in Hillsville. Oh, what about that Saturday night, Tony? Flacardi rug, ring a bell, Tony. No! Vintage power report tone. No. Look, um, Jeff, I thought we were going to have some decent talk back from, from other than, you know, people like Helen. And she's the first caller on the line. How long have you been hanging on for? Three hours, Tony. <laughs> Just sitting in your spa. Yes, I've, oh, it's, you should see it now. I've re-oiled it. <laughs> and the spa as well. Oh, look. Okay, look, thanks very much, Helen. And uh, I'm quite sure that you've got the Liberals... Those deposed Liberals, they're, they're welfare at heart. And the, the Ken Aldred gel and the Roger Shipton baby oil, I hope you have a, a long, successful line of marketing them. But please... Okay, and I'll see you around there with E, Rog and Kenny after the show. OK, Tony, well, I'll leave that one in your hands. Oh. We'll, we'll, we'll um, go, move to the next call. Um, go ahead, please. You're talking to Tony. Hello, Tony. Yeah. Tony. Yeah. It's the press, Des. Hello, Des. How are you? I'm all right. How are oh. you? Oh, it's terrible. What? What? I'm just so terrible. You, well, you, you sound worse than ever. I oh, am, yeah, I am. Your sinuses are playing oh, up? Oh, they're really playing up. Yeah, have you been to the football this oh, weekend? Oh, I did. What happened? West won. Yes, Western Suburbs did. I didn't. believe it. I had a oh. When they held on against St George. Oh, I couldn't stand it. And I've had to give the Saints away. Uh, yeah. They've been winning. Because the Saints have won as oh, well. I know. I went over to the Bears. I thought, I'll be safe here. Yeah. These bees blokes are hopeless, but they've gone out and won it. And you've had an anxiety attack? Oh, I had the most shocking. Oh. Is there any, is there anything in your life that you've ever been happy about? Hello? I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> do, do you have a question for me? Now, look, I'll, oh, what look. I want to know is that... Now they can we might be able to get them up to the Bears. <laughs> or we could we could perhaps send McPhee up to the Bears and ship them up to West. Well, I... Because, I you know, people like me who suffer from... About Australia completing their first victory over in England. No, no, I'm not worried about that. Mm. I think they'll be... I think that'll be all right once they start playing the real ones. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> Well, look, I'm quite sure that Ian and Rog have nothing to do tonight, so perhaps they might be able to. The Bears or West may, may have the call out for them. OK, well, look, Tony, I think we can take just one more oh, call. Oh, thanks, OK, sir. go ahead, yes. please. You're talking to Tony. Hello, Tony. Ah, this sounds like the Guru. It is Guru, Bob. Who else would it be? Yes, that's a, that's a very good point, Guru. It's so nice to speak to you. We haven't spoken to you on the Sunday night show for some weeks. No, Tony, but I'm back. I've been deep in a meditation. But I'm back and I'm thinking about cricket, you know. Dean Jones, what a beautiful inning. Yes, it certainly was. That innings of 170, I think it was. And let's hope that he can carry out the form right throughout this Ashes tour. Tony, you know, 
I was talking about Murphy's with my master down at the temple, you know. Mm -hmm. I said, what do you think of Murphy's, you know? He said, I think he's got a heart of gold and the brains of a two-year-old kid. <laughs> oh, well, Murph's been on our program before. He's just a, a happy-go-lucky sort of fellow guru. He doesn't know too much about cricket, my master, anyway. Ah, uh, he's, he's into football, is he? Yes, you know, but Tony, I have some advice for, for the Aussie cricketers. What's that? Well, you know... It's written in my book, Between a Cover and a White Mid-Off. Do you know that book? No, no, never haven't heard of it, Guru. Well, it says about the threat of the, threat of the English cricketers. It says, well, they have two arms and two legs and they bleed red blood, just like the Aussies. Oh, but, very, very prophetic, Guru. And do you have a little thought to leave our listeners with for the, for the rest of the week? Well, Tony, yes, I have. It's from my other book, Run Out for Four in Old Lahore. I, I have heard of that one before, Guru, only because you've told me about it. Well, Tony, sometimes, uh, you know, I've got a lot of books I might have told you, but, you know, it's some advice for the other cricketers again. It says, you know, as that Scott of the Antarctic said, you know, when he was faced with great adversity in the blinding snowstorms, he said, I think we're just a couple of players short of being really competitive. <laughs> think about that, Tony. Ah, thank you, Okay, Guru. we will. Thanks, Guru Bobbin.
If it's two, he'll run three. If it's three, then he's gonna turn it into four. Every day, give me a fieldsman with a ton of class. One who's like lightning across the grass. Always taking catches, winner of big matches. Call him Michael Valletta. Clan, a hated man in white. Sometimes the pressure of the job means I don't sleep at night. I have the white line fever. I run a narrow line. But if the ball comes across the boundary, I get it every time. And I'll be all along the boundary line. That's where my work will be. Cause throwing in balls when they're out of bounds. That's what's important to me. I hold the ball up vertical. Take my position and then. I stand and face the other way. Then I just throw it in. All along the boundary line. I've come down from the country. I had a burning desire to make it big in the big smoke as a serious boundary umpire. And when the weekend rolls around, I become all uptight. I'll take the field at Prince's Park, but I'll be out of sight because I'll be all along the boundary line. That's where my work will be. Cause throwing in balls when they go out of bounds That's what's important to me, yeah Oh, goalpost to goalpost My world begins and ends The only thing I have to do Is sort of football in oh, All along the boundary line Who's not a coach anymore Cause Collins and his boys Have gone and closed the door On Robbie Oh Robbie Who's the one who tried to lift him From 14 into the 5 But he himself did not survive Robbie training session not knowing the razor gang were about to make the big confession it was robbie oh robbie who's the one who's dragged the blues through all the strife till in the back he finally felt the knife it was robbie playing frankly like a load of crap and who's the one dumped without consultation because the players had said he'd lost communication Robbie 
to Warwick Kappa with a kick after the bell. You, you couldn't have written a script, could you? And uh, John Elliott was apparently quoted as saying if Warwick hadn't gone, Robbie would still be there. Did you hear, hear oh, that quote? That's amazing, isn't that's it? That's a quote. Well, this is pretty contemporary. You've got, you've got to, you've got, let's drag one out of the bin that relates to recent events. Something even more up to date? Yeah. If you go to the footy this week, look for the swan with the devilish look in his eyes. See how many heads he crunches In the packs the hidden punches Looks mean and acts grim Charles Manson's got nothing on him Cause all he does is punch three times In the midriff when he's angry Oh, twice in the guts So the ump doesn't know well, don't look now, cause whack, whack, whack on the chin or in the ear hole. Oh, quick left and right, and it's on with the show. I had an auntie wicked as sin. She went to bed late, but she always slept in. Now she's living in Innisfail. I was married once to a woman, turned a man. She turned back to a woman, then a man again. Now she's living in Innisfail. We had a place in Gympie, but the roof fell in. It was only made of hardy plank and bits of old tin. Now we're living in Innisfail. Had a family of seven living next door. Three moved out and that left about four. Now the rest are living in Innisfail. Innisfail is black and white. Innisfail is blue. All depends upon your point of view. I'd be there tomorrow. I would leave today. But I'd go anywhere, anyway. I've been living out of Alice in the back of a car. I've never been so far just to sleep in a car. Now I'm living in Innisfail. Had some mates out there in the riverbed camp. When they had a spot of rain, things got a bit damp. So now they're living in Innisfail. Mudgy fish are dying. The creeks are all but dry. In Nullumboy, the rivers running them dry. There's dust storms in the valley, sweating Armadale. But that's nothing, mate, you ain't seen in this vale. So fear the world, people, wherever you dwell, 
let's hope you're doing about half as well as folks that's living in Innisfail. Stuff in Melbourne town 
and still play for SA. They're heading for Victoria, determined they will win. These blokes from South Australia, in the state of origin, with their kits all and their boots all in their kit bags, the battle line is drawn. They've come to play Victoria and probably get done. Can South Australia on big turf not the big be flat? And pull off the unlikely? Well, not much chance of that. Congratulating the umpires and the opposition on a job well done. Hawthorne coach Alan Jeans had their after-match press gallery in uncontrollable fits of laughter as he fired off joke after joke following his team's 43-point loss to Geelong in Saturday's preliminary final. 6,292 people were kidnapped at gunpoint last Friday night. Police say they were later found at VFL Park but had been subjected to the worst torture imaginable watching Hawthorne and the Brisbane Bears in the pouring rain. And the final one, which I did like, Carlton President John Elliott today conceded it was not Carlton's God-given right to be premiers every year and also expressed an interest in reducing Carlton's salary cap to $1 million. <laughs> <laughs> believe, it, believe it or oh, not. No. Who and looked so, after that one? Now, M. Cook from Greensborough, one here from Ern Burgess uh, in Carrum, and your, 
your writing's fine for me. Brisbane, Monday, September 1, 1999. Brisbane Bears last Saturday shattered Geelong's long-standing record of 23 successive victories. Believe it or not. Now, this is uh, from uh, Reeve McLenna of Scottsdale in Tassie. Hello to everyone down in Tasmania. And this is a believe it or not, which is in fact true. Believe it or not, Robert Dippier Domenico once won a Brownlow medal. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, from um, Wayne Martin in Cranbourne. Good morning, Wayne. Wayne, one beauty uh, in a list of uh, many. Believe it or not, that Ted Whitten is backing Mel Brown to coach Victoria next year with Neil Curley as his assistant. Said Ted, we need persons who are level-headed, tactful, not outspoken, and Victorian through and through. And uh, this one from Michael Pryor of Elfington. There's a whole list of them here. Believe it or not, one, a whole Brisbane Bears team is selected and not one has bleached hair. Uh, another one, after losing by one point against Melbourne in the preliminary final, the Collingwood administration publicly praised the umpires for their, quote, impartial and consistent display. Another one, for three rounds in succession, commentators do not use the expression this one's going right down to the wire. <laughs> Believe it or not. Another one, after Geelong failed to make the finals, Bobby Davis declares that, quote, the people behind the scene at Geelong need to take a very good look at themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One, uh, two more. 80,000 attend a Geelong-Collingwood match at Fairfield Park and no one has a problem leaving the car park after the match. And finally, believe it or not, the Swans leave Sydney and come back to the Lake Oval admitting, quote, it was all a big mistake. <laughs> believe it or not. Nick Cayley. Chaos abounded in the visitors' rooms on Saturday at Moorabbin when the showers ran hot and strong for a good hour after St Kilda had thrashed the Sydney Swans in the mud. A shocked Swans captain, Dennis Carroll, said, I can't believe it. We came in after the game and not only did the showers work, but St Kilda provided new bars of Lux Gold, Fresh Hot Towels and Old Spice. <laughs> uh, an outraged Sydney coach, Robert Walls, exclaimed, This has cost the club thousands. We had Mike Willis's Learjet standing by at Moorabbin Airport to ferry the players to the Sydney cricket ground for a hot shower and they, St Kilda, pulled this stunt. When asked, when asked for a comment on the situation, a confused a St Kilda football club manager, Ricky Watt, said, I can't understand it. I checked the showers before the game and they weren't working then. <laughs> it will roll over this. A defiant St Kilda coach, Darrell Baldock, later explained, forget the showers, we can still make the five. All we have to do is win six of our last three games. Victorian supremo Ted Whitten was fuming over the incident. When asked for a comment, Ted said, they, St Kilda, have blown their chance to have the state game moved from the MCG to Moorabbin. We were going to use Tony Lockett and the lack of shower facilities as the two-prong attack against the Crow Eaters. This will require a big rethink. Uh, oh, believe it, it or not, that is fantastic. Yeah, Nick Cayley from Bo Morris, that is absolutely sensational. Yeah, a terrific. Uh, Philip Hardy of Thornbury. Believe it or not, Reese Jones becomes VFL umpire's advisor. <laughs> believe it or not, and there's a lot of believe it or not, Elvis signs with the Bears, swapped for Kappa. <laughs> In a $100 million secret deal announced today, Elvis has signed for an undisclosed amount to do the pre-match entertainment at this year's grand final. <laughs> the deal, designed to get VFL football into everyone's home in America, involves expanding the pre-match hoo-ha from five minutes to two hours. <laughs> the footy will be played during a ten-minute interval. Uh, Alistair Lord confesses, gives back the brown low. <laughs> and that's... Uh, I won't go into it, because... Time is Beautiful the way, presentation that is, that is there from uh, the Elvis is alive and playing for South. And there was a couple. Elvis big this week. 
there was there was one or two others that uh, really absolutely deserve mention. Alan Jeans runs naked through Prince's Park <laughs> after a victory, and uh, a VFL recorded disgrace. Penpick is a lie. Now, I'm a vegetarian. Wayne Johnson. I don't like Chinese food, steaks, and seafood. <laughs> but the winner is, and this is a, once again a little bit of presentation from Harvey Scott. Where, where, where's Harvey from, Tony? Yarragon. Yarragon? Oh, down, down Gippsland. Yes. Enclosed to the contents of the new Wrigley's Believe It or Not footy cards. And they've got a little thing on the back that just doesn't quite match up. But these are the four footy cards. Okay, four here we go. Cards. Believe It or Not. MCG. It's a little card, just like the Scandalous footy ones. The year is 1966, September. The club, St Kilda. They actually featured in a match of the day and won it. <laughs> That's the first one. The Sun, May 1, 1989. The Sun tipsters all tipped Geelong to win, and they did. Believe it or not. Big win, June 1, 1989. The Melbourne team actually win a match by more than two goals. The year is 1989, the WACA ground, April. The State of Origin match, Peter Landy did not refer to the West Australians as sand grovers. Hello, <laughs> good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, Guru. Coming in loud and clear. Oh, yes, it's a state game today. It's so exciting, you know. I've got some friends and people that live in the commune at Murray Bridge, you know, and they, <laughs> and they sent me the postcard and said, come on, crow it or something. <laughs> but they don't know. The Victoria... Well, the colours are right, aren't they, Guru? Well, the orange is a funny colour for football, but I think Victoria can win, you know. Mm. But I just wish they would have picked Willem Hanna. That Willem Hanna, you know what my master said about him at the temple? He said... He looks like a good Buddhist boy, that Villamana. Yes. No, I think he's in the, in the other side. But one thing about Villamana, though, you know, mm -hmm. he's improved since last year, hasn't he? Or... Yes, he certainly has. He's going very well, Guru. And uh, and I saw my friend at the temple this week, Tony, that Chris Krishna, the one who doesn't know much about football. <laughs> and he said to me, if, if Victoria can win this game, it throws the finals race wide open. <laughs> He's a bit of a desert oh, I suppose it is. I suppose it is. I think uh, I, have a, I have a thought for my book, uh, Supporting the Blues in this Stretch of Hormuz. Do you know that one? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, it says in there, I think the players should think in mind, bear in mind what the Japanese fighters said as they planned their tactics against the Americans in the Battle of the Coral Sea, you know, when they said the first ten minutes will be absolutely vital. <laughs> And, uh, you know, to give a bit of advice to both sides today, I'll sum up like this. I think that, uh, to quote Thomas Edison when he discovered electricity, he said, I think it will go right down to the wire. Ah, yeah, we will. Have, have you got a...
about Collingwood. Now, could have been to spend a lot of their radio life knocking Collingwood, but we're going to turn the corner today because we know our only chance of having another hit single is to suck up to Collingwood. We are supporters of Collingwood and we will go and white is playing we are the magpie army we go all around from the west to waverly we're coming to your ground so let the magpie prevail and bring victory to our hearts Let the man 
We are tough, we are strong, we've got 92 picks from for we are North Fitz, Kilda, Roy. It takes a good team to fell us, a better one to spell us, for we are dinky doy. <laughs> when players get injured, some clubs find it tough, but we have no problems, we more than enough. Hear the roar when we score, we don't fit up on the board, for we are North Fitz, Kilda, Roy. Second verse. It's, it's a shame about a name, but Ross Oakley is to blame, and we are North Fitz, Kilda, Roy. It takes a good king to pounce us, a better to pronounce us, for we are dinky doy or dice. We, we are trying to win in all of the rounds, and we've got a big bonus, we have four home grounds. We get the stitch, it's a bitch, but who cares, we are rich and we are not fit. Kilda Roy. <laughs> well done, Reed uh, McClett, well done well to all the interests. Black and white with CFC, unity, hypocrisy, fly high, blue pies, etc. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, very well done. What have you got there, Tony? I've got one here from Stephen Bell out at Ringwood. He was age 13 when he first started riding and he dropped his age to 11. No chance of that. And to the tune of Old Man Emu. Come on, Jazz, we'll sing this one together. Let's have a good look at this one, Tony. Uh, well, it goes something like this. We fight like tigers and we kick like grooves. We're the mighty emus. Our team strong, we're brave and bold. We proudly wear the green and gold. We're the best team in the nation. With the we play with determination. Victory's ours through thick and thin. We're the emus, we fight to win. Like that. All right. Yes, thank you to Steve out there in Burwood who had one for Collingwood. With Collingwood again merging with Carlton, yes. to the, the Collingwood theme song, uh, good old Collington for money, we merged to pay for the game, we eyed each other for our paychecks, lots of references to money there, but thanks for that, because I wanted to mention the PS, Tony, yeah. those dogs were too good, all because it was a windy ground. Yes, that, uh, that's true. Got one from John McCulloch in um, Hampton, and it's to the, uh, the join in the chorus. Uh, North Melbourne, but, but we'll just do the chorus. Are you ready, champs? Uh, so, or do you want to? I want to do one verse two, Tony. Right, okay. We once were the blues and we once were the pies. Now we're in Mulgrave, the mighty blue magpies. Money's no object. We've millions to spend. The premierships ours because we'll be there at the end. So, so join, join us at Collington. Collington. Traditions out the door. In, in the twenty-first century, be runners up no more. Join us at Collington, the black, white and blue, a Premiership Cup. Boys, we'll bring it home to you. <laughs> That's not bad. Now, uh, another one for Collingwood and Carlton was to the tune of the pies they are a-changing, as in the times they are a-changing. Yeah. And uh, come, Maggie, support us throughout the land and don't criticise what you can't understand. Your committee and your social club are...